Well, uh, good evening, everyone. And um, thank you for joining us. If you are visiting uh, this afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is, uh, and you don't, you're kind of new to Hope. My name is Ian. I am one of the leaders of the church. Uh, this isn't really, as Jeeves said, how we imagine celebrating Christmas together. But uh, I'll just remind you about last year, uh, we were online, so I think it's a bit of an improvement, although you would have been warm in your own home. But we're together, so that's good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, I, I, would, I was hoping we would be doing this inside, and it wouldn't be dark. Uh, but I'm just going to read another reading uh, at, that talks about darkness from Isaiah 9. It says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born, and to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now, I heard a lot of we're in darkness right now but we've heard a lot of people talking about darkness recently as well kind of talking about the dark times we might live in or it feels pretty dark at the moment I mean, it literally feels pretty dark at the moment um and if you kind of listen too much to the media or watch too much news it can kind of leave you feeling a bit dark and a bit lost and uh what i wanted to focus on with this reading from isaiah is that it's looking forward. These words from Isaiah were written 700 years before the birth of Christ. And we all, and it's, so it's looking forward to his birth. And we all by nature like to look forward. Um, it might be difficult right now to look forward to things uh, with all that is happening. However, if we truly consider what we're celebrating tonight, if we truly get to grips with this Christmas story, it can bring hope and light into our potentially dark existence. So we, we all often like to look to the next thing. Even on our good days, we kind of always have a sneaking suspicion that there are better days to come. You might be looking forward to these Christmas holidays, um, spending time with friends or family, or you might be looking forward to when that time is over. I don't know. Um, or just looking forward to some time off. But we, by nature, are looking forward. We're driven by the next thing, anticipation and expectation. And because we always think the next thing will be good, the next thing will satisfy, the next thing will fill our need, that's when we often see this frustration, disappointment, even anger in our lives. And it comes from unmet expectations, whether it's marriage difficulties, anger issues, bitterness. It all comes from a frustration of unmet expectations. I, I see it myself. I get frustrated and cross about things. I know that's hard to believe, but I do. When things don't turn out like I expected, and we are kind of in that crazy season of expectations now in Christmas. We're kind of, that's why there's often such a disappointment, like last year and potentially this year, the disappointment if we can't do what we want to do at Christmas. We can't meet with the friends and family, but it, it's all fed into this kind of crazy season of, of hyping up this unrealistic um, hyper reality of coziness that promises us a reality which doesn't always line up to our actual life. Uh, you see it in everything, don't you? At this time of year, the classic films that we watch um, gives us this impression that everything will be warm and cozy and lovely 
it will be all right in the end, even if there's fights, we kind of all end as friends in the end, unless you watch EastEnders, which you probably shouldn't do that. Anyway, but we love the feel. And I'm, I'm not that kind of guy that doesn't like Christmas, that Christmas is a pagan holiday. I'm not that guy. I do love Christmas. But what is being fed to us really is uh, a, a lie that is built up in our kids, even ourselves, is that anticipation that might be satisfied on Christmas morning. But what we see in the prophet Isaiah is he's looking forward to a promise that doesn't disappoint or fail us. What we see here is a promise of one who's coming into the world to fulfill our needs, our desires and our longings, tell us what is wrong with us and what needs to happen. But the problem is people don't like this and they reject the message. It's okay when some kind of life improvement scheme comes in and it makes us feel better or something that we can do by ourselves or what we can achieve. But it's offensive when the message really is that God is coming down to heal what you cannot, to redeem what is beyond you and give you something that nothing else on this earth can. And Isaiah is saying here there's a hope that's coming for all unmet expectations that will give you peace, that will surpass all understanding. It said, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. A light that has dawned into all of our darkness. And this was the message of hope when Isaiah first said this 700 years ago. 700 years before Christ was born, and is still a message of hope now. And if you wouldn't class yourself as a believer or a Christian, you might think that God is distant and removed, not caring for you or for the world, but this Christmas message shows us and tells us that is far from the truth. And what we are really celebrating, or we should be really celebrating this time of year, is the amazing gift of God and revealing his love for us through the birth of the one and only son, Jesus. The second person of the Trinity became flesh, dwelt amongst us, felt our pain and our suffering, our rejection, so that we can know God and know peace. Know that we can anticipate more than just what's around the next corner of life. It says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. The government will be on his shoulders. Jesus came to show us God's love and this massive demonstration of his love was finally revealed when he died on the cross. The price of putting our world back together. The government resting on his shoulders means that even when everything is going on around us, troubles, difficulties, we know that God is in control of all things. We know that God is for us and not against us. Can it be possible in the midst of a global pandemic to know peace and not be blown about by every news article, every headline. One day everything will be made new when Jesus returns. But until then, if only you come to Christ, you can have peace that surpasses understanding, a joy that if you're dwelling in Christ should never fade. The one who has come down in this story from the readings today is God himself. And he has come to pay the price, to die for us, for the sin that has separated us from God. For all of mankind is separated from God. He was born, yes, but born, he was born that we, what we celebrate today, but ultimately he was born to die. Isaiah, later on in the book of Isaiah, talks about uh, how, who has believed this message 
that he had no, Jesus had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. So surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. This is talking again of Jesus and his death. He prophesied about his birth and his death. And he was afflicted, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to our own way. But the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all on him. And later on in that part, it says, The Lord makes his life an offering for sin. He came to do what we could not. He knew we could never live the perfect life. We can't earn our way to God. And if you believe this story, then we're in a worse position than you realise. We're, but we're also more freely forgiven, set free, given long-lasting peace, more loved by God than we could ever imagine. Jesus came to give you life, and life in all its fullness. When Jesus was born, the sky shone at night, and the angels sang for joy. And when he died on the cross at midday, the sky turned black. Jesus died. He absorbed into himself all the sin and selfishness and soul sickness of our world. And he accomplished what we are powerless to accomplish. Only by being in a relationship with God can your anticipation and expectations be truly satisfied. Otherwise, you're going to keep searching and searching. Because of his government, his greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. You're struggling to find peace right now. Anxiety taking hold when you feel out of control. Only Jesus can bring peace to the entire world. Only Jesus will bring a peace to what goes on in your heart and head. Clarity and peace comes when you really see who Jesus is, that who he was who he claimed to be. I found peace and clarity with when I began a relationship with Jesus. And he's calling you into that relationship today. Maybe you think God's not for me, you're not the religious type, or you've been put off by a bad experience of church. But maybe, just maybe, you're rejecting the wrong thing. God isn't distant, but he has come close in the person of Jesus. And this is good news. He wants a relationship with you. And if you want to receive this free gift that is on offer, you just have to ask him into your life. I don't know about you, but I've received some bad gifts in my time. But this is one that you won't be disappointed with. Because whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Not just believing he existed, that he's real, which he is. Not just by believing that he's the son of God. Or that he just came to save us or that he died and rose again, though he did. But by putting your trust in him, in his death on the cross to make us right with God. He's offering you new life today. New anticipation of eternal life. And he's coming to our everyday existence to be our Lord. And if you want to receive that gift right now, you can speak to God. Why don't we all stand? You probably need to stand up to kind of warm up a bit. I can't see much further past than the guys at the front now. But if you want to receive that free gift, you can speak to God now and know that the Lord knows you and loves you. He is listening right now. And you can just pray this prayer after me in the quietness of your own heart. 
Dear Lord, thank you for Christmas time and all the good things you have given to me. Thank you for your great love in sending your son Jesus to be born into the world. I'm sorry that I have turned away from you and pushed you away from your rightful place in my life. Thank you that Jesus came and died so that I can be forgiven. Thank you that he rose again so that I can receive new life. Help me to trust in Jesus and his death on the cross as the only way by which I can be right with you. Please forgive me and help me grow and learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, if you uh, prayed that prayer, I would love to hear from you. I might see you at the end or you might not see me if it's too dark. But if you have any questions about this, if you want to come and um, ask more questions, then we are starting an alpha course on the 26th of January. You can uh, go online into our website uh, and to our social media as well. You'll be able to find out more information about that on the 26th of January, a Wednesday night. You can uh, meet nice people, maybe have some food and um, ask some of the bigger questions. And you can, so you can go online to register your interest. Thank you for uh, listening. We're going to sing our last few carols now so the band can come back up.